Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm I'm here. I'm fine. I'm wearing a cozy sweater and I'm ready to chit chat. I'm wearing uh, linen pants <laughs> in October and I'm ready to chit chat. So welcome everyone to welcome. the Book Squad podcast. Um, hmm, all right. Uh, let's just dive right in yep. today. Uh, Holds List Honeys is up first. Yep. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? I can go first. Okay, go, go. Okay. So the book that I am most excited about, it actually came out, I believe, earlier this year, but there's still like 10, maybe 11 holds on it last time I checked. It's called Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. <laughs> this is a really funny book. Um, it was originally published by Cryptid Press, which is an indie publisher. And Travis Baldry, I did a little bit of research on him. He primarily narrates a lot of audiobooks, and I believe this is his debut. Mm. Um, but this is one of those books that got so popular on social media, I believe TikTok, mm. that uh, larger publishers were like, hi, hello, can we yeah. have this? Mm. And so it's coming out again in November, uh, published by Tor. Nice. So okay. congratulations, Travis. I This is pretty exciting. Yeah, but is. this this book, I can see why it blew up because it's such a, a fun premise. It's about a orc barbarian named Viv. This is set in a high fantasy universe, okay. so think D&D. Uh-huh. Um, but she is tired of her adventuring ways she decides to do one final job to make some money, <sighs> and her goal in life is to just to open the first coffee shop in a specific city. <laughs> so it's just a a cozy coffee shop queer romance where the main protagonist is an orc. <laughs> I can see why this blew up because yeah. I haven't heard of anything like this Mm-mm. being published. Um, I've only heard amazing reviews from every single person who's talked about it. It's uh-huh. got like just like five stars across the board. Everyone loves it. Um, it sounds like it feels emotionally pretty similar to The House in the Cerulean Sea by okay. T.J. Klune, just like a very soft, lighthearted, easy fantasy with a nice romance within the text. Um, but I think like the tagline for at least the original publication, I don't know about the the tour version, is high um, high fantasy, low stakes, <laughs> which is really cute. Uh, but I, I've been needing to read it for ages and I finally put it on hold and I might end up uh, walking my uh, happy little legs to the Raven and maybe just buying <laughs> just a buying book it. because I don't think I'm, I'm ever going to see this book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to, I don't know. Remain hopeful, okay. uh, but I'm really excited. I I, I think it's a good it's a good time of year for me to finally pick this one up. But yeah, nice. I I recommend, based off of reviews I've seen so far, um, y'all check this book out. It sounds really cute. It does sound really cute. I feel like I was I didn't like recognize the title, but then when you started talking, I was like, I swear I saw I've seen this cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's that a. Book. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous cover of just, like, a really, really buff, like, orc barbarian and, like, a a smaller, like, purple-skinned, like, looks like tiefling. It's just – it's a gorgeous, gorgeous (laughs) cover. That's the original cover. I think Mm -hmm. the tour one is maybe less, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, fun. But, you know, (laughs) you win some, you lose some. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Well, my holds list, honey, is Lessons in Chemistry by mm-hmm. Bonnie Garmus. Um, I saw the cover for this at some point and completely slept on this apparently because it has blown way up. Mm-hmm. Um, it has thousands and thousands of reviews. Uh, we here, I think the print copy has 20 holds on it. Oh, wow. But the... All the other copies have like even more holds on them. Okay. The, the ebook and the audiobook. So, um, you know, I somehow missed it, but um, but we're remedying that, and we're getting <laughs> it also for a book club in a bag mm-hmm. because um, we uh, I ran into Kathleen, our uh, foundation um, director, and. Uh, she was reading it for her book club and she said they just, the whole book club just loved it. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, the premise of the book is set in the 60s and um, the protagonist, she is a scientist and um, is really struggling to make it as a scientist, mm-hmm. obviously, because it is the 60s. Yeah. And um, even though her colleagues are all supposed to be brilliant and learned, um, they still have the same attitudes yeah. towards women that everyone else has. So uh, she she does um, end up befriending uh, one man who actually um, treats her as an equal mm-hmm. and... Um, she ends up uh, at some point um, as a single mom. She ends up um, hosting, even though she's a brilliant scientist, she ends up ho- hosting like the most, the country's most popular cooking show. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. And, and she sort of subvers- subversively like uh, starts getting messages out to women through her cooking show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, uh, you know, the premise seems like, okay, I probably, I've heard, you know, similar kinds of things, but it's like almost to a review, people are just like, I loved this book. Yeah. It was so amazing. Like it was like, it was hilarious and heart wrenching and like the character, like obviously Bonnie Garmus wrote just inc- incredible characters because mm-hmm. people just you know, often are saying, yeah, I just fell in love with the characters. I think Elizabeth is the, the main character. So mm-hmm. I fell in love with the characters. I fell in love with the characters. So, um, and character is a big reason for yeah. me to read a book. So yeah, um, I am definitely getting in the back of the line for this. And, mm-hmm. but I, I, I also might walk over and get it because I am, I am going to have um, my book club read it, mm-hmm. possibly both book clubs read it. So um, yeah. That's my that's my okay. advice. If you like me, slept on this book. Get <laughs> in line. I feel like we both had sleepers yeah. that were huge hits and we're only now like, wait a minute, <laughs> I, I should read that. Yeah. It just feels <laughs> I don't know why, but because of I think because of our profession, I feel a little bit extra you know, chagrin when I miss something that's really big like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of things I miss and I'm like, oh, but they're not my, you know, that's not yeah. my area of expertise. So I'm yeah. like, okay, well, I'll just get on that. But this feels like, well, how did I, how did yeah. that slip right past me? <laughs> I feel like for me, it's, I know because my profession involves promoting books, mm-hmm. I try to focus on 
books that maybe aren't as popular. Mm -hmm. And I think this year I've just kind of stopped caring necessarily about that. And I've been thinking about it from the perspective of also just a reader. Like earlier this year I read Sally Rooney for the first time even though she is like – massive right Mm -hmm. and so I think for me it's just like well I can't read the popular books because everyone's already talking about this so I need to read less popular to find like the like the like a little hidden gem yeah like the hidden gems right um but I think this year I'm I'm less anxious about that and just allowing myself to just go wild yeah and read about works that's my (laughs) that's Emily Henry for me where I had been like oh you know I'll get to it I'll get to it obviously um and then I did and I was like oh well I think that all the raves are well deserved oh yeah for sure Mm mm-hmm Okay, so this this time we're talking about cozy things. Yeah, we are. So, so this bookish spotlight will be mostly books, but there might be some other things yeah, in it. Yeah, you know. But we're entering cozy season. Yeah, it's cozy weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of recording this, it's pretty chilly outside. Yeah. Um, there are leaves everywhere on the ground, which mm. just makes walking outside a true delight. <laughs> I know. Crunch, crunch. Mm-hmm, crunch, mm-hmm. Mm. It's yeah. this is just this is my favorite time of year. I love this yeah. before it gets too cold and everything just looks pretty all the time, mm-hmm. all the colors. Me too. Me too. This is I mean October, best month. Mm-hmm. Not just because it's my birthday month, but mostly <laughs> because it is. Uh, all right. Well, I will. I'll, I'll I'll jump into my cozy stuff. Okay. Um, so I thought a lot about it, and I thought. Um, what do I do when I want to feel comforted or mm-hmm. feel cozy? And immediately I thought, you know, I, I crack open a cookbook. Really? I may or may not cook anything. <laughs> but this weather always makes me want to think I'm going to be right, a cook. Right, right, like, right, right. I think if listeners might know, I think I've talked about this before. Um, my husband is the cook in our house. I, not that I can't. I am a good cook, actually, and a good at baking. Um, I just don't always enjoy it. So um, cookbooks for me, and and also usually it's cookbooks when the, um, like there's, I know people hate this when they're trying to get a recipe off the internet and they have to scroll through somebody's life story and then get to the recipe. Yeah. But a in a cookbook, I like it. I love when there are stories or little interludes or I learn something mm-hmm. about. So I really like Smitten Kitchen um, that she she had a blog and then um, this became uh, – she wrote a cookbook. And I just – I feel like almost everything in there is a winner mm-hmm. and I love her stories and I love um, just how she, you know, approaches cooking – um, so Smitten Kitchen is a big one for me. Yeah. Um, salt, fat, acid, heat. Um, and I'm blanking on the name of that author right now. Uh, this is what show notes are for. It's fine. I know. <laughs> sorry. But um, I love that book. And it also is made into um, a series, a show. Mm-hmm. And it's a comfort watch um, as well. Anything Jamie Oliver or yeah. our Ina, Ina Garden. Is it Ina? Or? I think it's Ina. Mm-hmm. That lady. Um, <laughs> apparently, I don't watch. Uh, she has shows as well, but anything they do because it's the same. Yeah. Like, they're the, the whoever is their photographer takes incredible pictures, um, not just of the food, but like they give you this, the feeling of what you think 
your life will be if mm-hmm. you make and eat this food. So those things are comforting to yeah. me. Have um, you ever... Do you know who Claire Saffitz is? Mm-mm. Okay, so she used to work for, I believe, I will correct this in the notes if I'm okay. wrong, Bon Appetit. I mm. might be wrong about that. Okay. But she did some something um, on the internet, and that's where she first became famous. But now she has her own YouTube channel, but she also has written a couple of different books. But her whole thing is um, dessert person. Mm. Like she, she bakes primarily. I mm-hmm. think she does have some other... Um, recipes. I think like I watched one where she made like a stew, but she is just so comforting and she's got this lovely soothing voice and she's got these like cats who will sometimes just like pop up in the background like what are you doing? But she just bakes so much Mm -hmm. and she's so realistic about baking where like she'll be baking something just in her home kitchen and then she'll bake something and it'll come out and she'll be like, oh, this is kind of dry. This is what you do when your cake is a little dry and she'll like show you how in the moment. But she basically just goes through all of the recipes that she has in her her first book, Dessert Person, but her next one, I think it's still, I don't know if it's yet to be released. It's called What's for Dessert. Mm. Um, but she just goes through recipes that she she's made. Um, she also has chickens and it's wonderful to see little chicken cameos because they're the wild kind with like the uh-huh. really they look kind of like raggly and like <laughs> I know I know what you're fluffy talking about uh-huh. with like the big plumes. Yes. I don't know what kind of chickens they are, but they're spectacular. Uh-huh. But she's just she's the queen of baking. She's so comforting. Just like I sometimes will just like put her videos on in the background when I just need like a soothing sound I, and I'm always just like maybe I'll bake these I probably won't but, but it's no, just that's nice exactly it so I you know I'm of an older generation and I still am not quite like everyone I know is like I just put YouTube on and let it go and mm-hmm. I still have not like that's not how I run th- like I just watch a show mm-hmm. I'll find a show to watch but I feel like I'm missing some good things mm-hmm. that just show up on YouTube and like people, I mean, my son especially watches all kinds of cooking shows on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, he introduced me to Binging with Babish. Oh, Binging with Babish is so yes. good. And I know he has a, a cookbook out mm-hmm. now too, which I have not checked that one out, but maybe I will. So that one's more funny. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's more funny than comforting to me. So it's mm-hmm. a little humorous, but it's something you can put on in the background. But same thing. I like, I like to feel like I'm going to cook and be a gracious host at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Related. My other comfort thing is anything home decor, books yeah. or shows. Um, I don't necessarily have a favorite. I like, I used to love Domino magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that one I like to, to look at a lot. And I realized like home decor books, they, you know, they, they flip over. Like there's just, mm-hmm. you're, you're, like gonna always have a changing like what you're into so yeah. um so anything but recently I discovered no demo Reno mm-hmm. um that I have I binged all of it and I want more please I love 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 the host Jen she is delightful and she has a Instagram following she's called the um, rambling redhead mm-hmm. um, on on Instagram, but I I just I don't know she's just so charming and I love her and I love everything that she does when she does design. So <laughs> those are the things I I go for um, immersive reads. The two that I really thought of that mm-hmm. I was like 
I go back to them over and over again because I just feel like I fall right into the world. Yeah. Is Outlander. Uh, I've talked about that a million times on here and everybody has their feelings about Outlander. That you either <laughs> seem to really love it or hate it. But, um, you know, Diana Gabaldon writes like so much detail. Oh, yeah. And for me, I love that. Really? Like, okay. It, not in everything, but for some reason, this particular thing, it like all of her details just make me feel like I'm there, I'm there, I'm okay. there. Um, and Prodigal Summer by Barbara Kingsolver. I, maybe I just read it at a particular time, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing. It just feels like I, like I can feel the humidity. It feels mm-hmm. like I can smell the greenery. Like it is just, um, it was a like really immersive experience, and I really liked that. Yeah, yeah. Romance always. I don't even know if I could say some romances that. Okay, so I was going through, because I was like, what type of books am I drawn to emotionally at this time? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, like, ones that I do read, but ones where I'm just like, oh, yes, this makes me think this evokes this time um, with uh, just, like, time of the year and, like, weather mm-hmm. and all of that. And I was looking through, and there's definitely a pattern, but I've noticed with the type of romance I kept, like, being drawn to when I was thinking about talking about them, very specifically just, like, soft historical romance i literally was about to say i think historical yeah, is historical my is historical like, is my fall winter i just jam. don't want to read contemporary at this time mm-hmm. i'm just like i want to be transported to a completely different yeah. place okay that totally tracks yep. for me because when i was like i was like i think it's historicals like i think historicals are and i'm reading mm-hmm. one right now i'm reading um the bride goes rogue or some, yeah, I think that's what's called um, Joanna Shoup, and mm-hmm. this was like her, like one of her spiciest books, and it's a, um, it's set in um, Iron Age, I think, in New York. So it is, uh, I believe that's correct, <laughs> um, but it's it is spicy and it's very good, and I am like, okay, this is what I want right now. Yeah, is historical. So yeah, right on. Yeah, right on. I for. This is a good time of year. I talk about her all the time, but she writes really, 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 really good cozy historicals. Cat Sebastian. Mm-hmm. This is like, I'm just like, can't stop thinking about so many of her series right now. But one I read early, early this year, and I've been thinking about it a lot more recently. It's called The Companions by E.E. E. Ottoman. Mm-hmm. I believe this was maybe self-published or an indie press um, just based off of the cover and the the font and all of that. But it's, I think it's set... 1920s Mm -hmm. but it's like set in 1920s in a way where these queer characters because all of them are queer they're all queer they're all trans are almost just outside of the world so it feels very safe Mm -hmm. and where their their feelings and their lives and their identities are validated because they've got the safe little bubble for them but it's just like really beautiful um romance amongst like multiple people which I'd never read before um, but it's really fascinating and very soft I wasn't I don't know I wasn't expecting a book about I don't know I guess like a polycule to be this mm-hmm. soft but it's so sweet and cute and everyone is just so lovely and kind to one another um, so I've been thinking about that one a lot lately you just like soft historical romances where people are just nice they're just being nice. They're just nice. They're just being nice and falling in love and doing their thing. Oh, I love that. I know. I love love. <laughs> <laughs> I love love too. <laughs> oh, it's 
So, yeah. Okay. Historicals. So, mm-hmm. I probably, I'll be diving into some Julianne Long and Tessa Dare. Yep, yep, yep. And Sarah McLean and Lisa Kleypas again. It's been a long time since I've read um, Dreaming of You, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, Lisa Kleypas, like, kind of one of her spicier um, romances. And I kind of like that one. Maybe I'll revisit that one. But mm-hmm. um, self-help books. <laughs> I feel like I'm... You've been on a self-help kick yeah, for a while. I, 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 I'm going to say, I think I will talk about this later, but mm-hmm. I, it's probably because I'm turning 50 <laughs> in two days. Um, I will be 50 already when you hear this. And so I think I am... Happy early birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I think I, you know, this. that's a, a... Any significant birthday feels like a taking stock kind of birthday. I, and just in addition to that, I'm a person who feels like I can have some control over things. Mm -hmm. I'm so silly. I'm a silly person, but I do like to feel like I can control the outcome of some things. And so therefore I like to read self-help books. Um, sometimes I'm more into it than others, but, um, I think it just, I think this feels like a good time to take care of myself and it feels like a good time of, you know, you're getting ready to hibernate, you're getting ready to take stock. Um, So that's where I'm at. And I feel like, I don't, I couldn't even tell you which ones. Atomic Habits, I really loved and I want to read that one again because I do feel like it's actually a very good, um, a useful self-help book. I mean, some Mm -hmm. of them are more or less helpful, but I feel like Atomic Habits is actually really useful and really gives you some very good mm-hmm. tips for um, making changes. It's very realistic, like a very realistic way to like incorporate some things or take yeah. some things out of your life. Um, I read You're a Badass by Jen Sincero. That like, one's so good. Yeah, like a hundred times. I don't know. I read it a hundred times, but I read it like a number of times and I think it, it was well-deserved. Like I think it was a well-deserved um, yeah. bestseller and, you know, I was, I've been reading Glennon Doyle and listening to the We Can Do Hard Things podcast and I really, really love it. Um, so highly recommend that. Um, do you, do you like astrology at all? Do you pay attention yes, to astrology? I do. Great. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, this, I would um, what say. Is, it's the realest fake thing ever. Is that I, what? <laughs> to... <laughs> I used to listen to this black, um, it was like the something black hotties. I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember the first word of the, like there was their podcast, um, the something black hotties and they like, they sort of coined that term. Like it's the realest fake thing ever. And yeah. they would talk about astrology all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So please okay, lay great. it on me. Cause I lay it on this Scorpio. I think this could be considered self-help, but it's like self-actualization. It's like getting to know yourself, which I guess is like self-help related, but Astrology for Real Relationships by hmm. Jessica Lanyadu. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica has a podcast. I cannot remember what the podcast is called, but I will link it. But um, this one's really fun because it breaks down all of your different placements. So I think like a lot of people, if you talk about astrology, you just talk about like what your sun sign is. Mm-hmm. Like you just mentioned your Scorpio. Yeah. I'm a Leo. Um, can you guys tell? I'm a Leo moon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Scorpio moon. What? <laughs> That's so interesting. Oh. Um, I wonder what Jessica would say about that. Oh, yeah. But it breaks down all of your different placements so you can look at like, oh, what 
like how would a Scorpio moon behave in friendships or family or romantic relationships or like maybe sex and stuff like that. And it's just like she breaks down all of the different placements. So like your um, your moon, your ascendant, like different placements and like um, the different planets, all of that. It's really, really fascinating. And while I I like to say I'm not, I don't necessarily believe in astrology Looking at this book read me for filth, and I <laughs> am. I feel the same way about my tarot cards. Uh huh. I'm <laughs> like, a little shut bit up, like, you guys. You're not real, but you. Yeah, are. I like. Do I believe in this? Not necessarily. Do I think Jessica has a very strong understanding of who I am as a person? Yes. Does that frighten me a little? Yes. <laughs> but really, really good, really fun book. Highly recommend okay. it. Um, it's Getting just it. fun to Getting flip through, and then also, yeah, like. Look up the placements of like your loved ones and be like, mm. "What's going on in your brain?" <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, something I have done for myself recently, and that I will always continue to do for myself as long as I am able to uh, afford it, is to get regular massages. It's something I've Ooh. needed forever, and I um, I have a lot of. <laughs> Tension, I carry a lot of tension in my body, and so it's been wonderful. But mm-hmm. And my massage therapist is incredible. Good. And she's also, like, so, uh, you know, into all hippie stuff and astrology <laughs> and whatever, and I, I freaking love it. So, I mean, she, like, I come in, and she's like, How's, how's your body? And I was like, okay, and I'm, like, going through it, and she's like, She's like, man, right now we've got an eclipse and a retrograde, like everything uh-huh. is going on. And so I was like, you know, I, I, of course, everything, your whole body's like weird right now. And mm-hmm. I was like, I love you. Or she'll be like doing something and then she's like, you know, oh, my daughter this week, whatever. But, you know, of course she's an Aquarius. So like that's how it is. Uh-huh. That's so funny. <laughs> no, no, Aries. She's an Aries. So like that's not- That's so funny. My my partner is also a massage therapist and also is really into <laughs> astrology. I wonder if this is just a thing. Yes. It, I mean, you know, I can see that you – I think there's a tendency for people who do that kind of body work to also like be – open to mm-hmm. though like thinking about those kinds of things that are not necessarily mainstream so yeah yeah, yeah. um although i feel like it's becoming more and more mainstream oh yeah so for sure. obviously i'm sure that stuff kind of like waxes and wanes about about that but um i will be getting that book the same it's thing, great yeah like i said same thing for my tarot cards which i really like um modern tarot by michelle t mm-hmm. and i think there's probably there's another one that I can't think of right now. But um, same thing where I'm like, do I think, do I, am I like, oh, these cards are telling me exactly what's happening? Mm-hmm. No. Do I feel like uh, these are all archetypes of like who we are as humans and it's something to meditate on? Like, yeah. Yes. Well, it's. I do think that. That's it's, kind of how It's a you, great way to do meditation. Yeah. Well, that's how it, you start when you're building the blocks of a story, right? You start with archetypes and then you flesh it out. Mm-hmm. So like it's basically you're just these tool these are tools to help you tell the story of yourself. So it's more of like the way I see it's how you interpret it, what you take from it and where you go with it. Right. Um so while I don't necessarily think any of this is maybe true, it is emotionally truthful, which I think in itself is super mm-hmm. important and um, allows people to just kind of reflect on themselves and yeah. how they behave. So 
little side cool. note, just to what you said, like I've actually seen that as a writing exercise where you mm-hmm. draw tarot cards for your character Ooh. and then you like write with that. And I was like, oh, that's actually really interesting. When I, I think like about stories, I am always just like, okay, so what's their sign? <laughs> like when I'm uh, thinking about characters, yeah, I start no. with that. I've, I've actually, I've actually done that with one story that I started and I was like, okay, what, what are they? He mm-hmm. was an Aries all the way. Um, <clears throat> okay. Movies real fast. Um, <laughs> About Time. <sighs> I love that movie so mm-hmm. much. I watch it a million times. Easy A. I love that movie. I mean, Stanley Tucci. Oh my God. You do love a Stanley Tucci. <sighs> I love a Stanley Tucci. Uh, all rom-coms. Yeah. I mean, if it's got Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, the classics. Julia Roberts, Hugh Grant, I'm in, I'm in, I'm yep. in. Yep, 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 you yep, got yep, me. Yep, yep. Um, BBC's uh, Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. six wonderful hours <laughs> of Colin Is that Bird. your preferred? That's my preferred. Okay. Now, if I'm in a hurry for comfort, I can mm-hmm. watch... I'll watch the other one. Yeah. I watch them both for different things. But okay, I are really... you? Which one are you referring to? Are you talking about the Keira Knightley one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just the Darcy is Finch, like Finch. What is that word? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, fist clench. There oh. we go. The fist clench. Oh, when he like puts yeah. her up into the just when he touches her hand and all, puts her into her carriage and just then, all like, of the hand movements like, in the Kiara Knightley one I'm just like okay I get it now yep mm-hmm. I get it this yep. is great yeah I love that I mean the, it's they've put some scenes together but I love when he's in the rain and he's trying to say that he loves her and he like chokes on it <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay so um lord of the rings i think i've talked about this before it's my it's lord like that's a, such a comfort i could just put that on and do whatever mm-hmm. do you watch the extended um i have okay. i usually see that's a little harder because i didn't start watching the extended ones you mm-hmm. know obviously so now that will catch my attention if oh, i'm trying okay. to do other things because i'm like wait what, what? so yeah like i don't remember mary i don't remember doing that right <laughs> So now maybe I need to start watching those more. But I, so good. that's my, like, if I have a paper to write or, like, a writing project or something for work, I can mm-hmm. put that on in the background and then just do it. Um, Winona Ryder's Little Women. Oh, I know. That's the— Lori. That is my—that is my Little Women, yes. Oh. And, uh, the, yeah, the Christian Bale is Christian my Bale Lori. Christian Bale is Lori is just— and then, you know, my childhood faves. I know you're going to say your childhood faves too. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete Strahagen, Mary Poppins, and my children's. Like watching Blue's Clues, <laughs> Steve, because Steve was my yeah. Blue's Clues guy. It's just like, I it, and and Mr. Rogers too, because I used to watch those. Like, Mr. Rogers is just his own. Yeah, he's just everything. Iconic. He is yeah. everything to me. But. <laughs> Like watching Blues Clues, it just like sort of like puts me right back into like a time when I, I was I, I briefly I didn't get to stay home for very long, but I briefly got to stay home with my kids after Adrian, my youngest, was born, and it was just sort of a like a time outside of time. Yeah, and Blues Clues is genius. The music mm-hmm. is genius. The writing is genius. I, mean, I still sing the male song regularly. Oh. I'm an adult human and I sing it. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Two adults. Two adults. <laughs> Two adults, guys. Anyways. <laughs> and then 
My last thing is I haven't read it yet. As you can see, it still has my hold slip in it. Mm -hmm. um, I got Rest is Resistance, which mm -hmm. is the new book out from, um, is it new? Yeah, newish. Um, from Trisha Hersey, who is the founder of the Nap Ministry. Ooh. And so um, this, like the whole, the Nap Ministry is like, was born uh, in resistance to capitalism and white cool. supremacy. And the whole concept is, you know, that um, the hustle culture mm -hmm. is and capitalism and white supremacy are all intertwined. And the way to resist it is to reclaim rest for yourself. Very cool. Love that. So, mm -hmm. Okay. So for me... I think when I think of cozy or this time of year, I'm really drawn to more atmospheric reads. And by atmospheric, I mean anything that feels like the emotional equivalent of wearing an old sweater. Mm. Like oh, that. Yes. We're just like slipping on a sweater and just like being outside and it's kind of cool. And everything just like you walk and everything looks beautiful and yeah. the leaves are crunching. That. Like I want to – not necessarily – that setting, but or I want to evoke those same emotions. And for me, what makes me feel that feeling is like fantasy novels, maybe not mm -hmm. high fantasy. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't read something like um, Lord of the Rings or anything by George R. R. Martin, mm -hmm. but maybe my bread and butter when it comes to fantasy is like alternate universes mm -hmm. where it's just like, it's the Edwardian era, but they have magic right. or it's the, the Napoleonic era, but there are dragons, you yeah. know, that kind Naomi of thing. Naomi Novik, right Naomi there. Novik, yep. Mm -hmm. yep. One of my... Uprooted. Yep. I, I can really see that bringing... Uprooted is incredible. Her, yeah. um, His Majesty's dragon, mm -hmm. amazing. Naomi Novik is perfect for this time of year. So I've been really thinking about her. But um, one book that I read earlier this year that is just one of my favorites. I, I feel like I keep saying that in every single podcast. It's one of my favorites. It's been a good reading year. Um, it's been a really good reading year. Um, but one that I really, really recommend if you also are interested in a fantasy moment but with a healthy dash of romance, A Marvelous Light by Freya Marsk. Mm -hmm. This one's set in a Edwardian-inspired world. I think it's straight up just Edwardian with magic. Mm -hmm. um, but it's there's like conspiracies and class issues and mysteries happening and one character has a weird spell put on him and he's at like risk of like a creepy shadow organization and then the grouchy librarian has to step in and <laughs> save the day. It's uh -huh. just wonderful. The writing style is so gorgeous. She, the author does such a good job at setting the scene so you feel like you are with them doing all of these just really – just upper class ridiculous activities but like in a nice way where it's just like oh i feel like i'm in the boat rowing with these mm -hmm. rich english people right but in a way where i'm like okay like i i can dig it here like this is fine this is fun um that one is really really great um it has some really saucy like scenes which mm. i was not expecting because okay. it's i think also by tour and i was just like oh wow these are like steamy romance scenes that I would Spice see in Island. a romance novel. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, all right. So I've been recommending it to um, 
folks I know who like romance because it's just like, okay, well, this one's like, it's a spicy book. Oh. Um, very spicy, very cozy. Um, I also read this earlier this year for the first time ever, even though it came out over a decade ago and everyone still talks about it. The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern. Uh-huh. Yeah. What a gorgeous book. Yeah. Um, I think I want to reread it. I have the audiobook and the audiobook narrator is Jim Dale, mm-hmm. which Ooh, yeah. who narrated the Harry Potter books. He also was the voiceover for Pushing Daisies, mm-hmm. a show that okay. I loved when I was younger. Has not aged super well, yeah. but it is a product of its time, which is the early 2000s. Um, Shades of Magic trilogy by V.E. Schwab. I think maybe I've talked about this on the podcast. Can't quite remember. But this is like Georgian era, like 1800s mm, alternate mm-hmm. universe where there are multiple Londons. And the one that you primarily focus on within the series is like a magical London. Mm. Um, and there's a London that is our London that has no more magic. So boo, boo for oh, us. Yeah. But that one's really fun. Wah, wah. Um, lots and lots and lots of adventure. Um, absolutely loved it. It just made me feel so good to read. Um, another one that I always recommend for folks who are just like, hi, I want to read something like Harry Potter, but either I need something new because I've read it a bunch or I don't want to support the author anymore, whatever reason. The book I always, 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 always recommend is called The Trials of Morgan Crow by Jessica Townsend, which is about a naughty, stinky little girl who discovers she is super magical and gets whisked away to a like parallel world where there are giant talking cats and just magical schools mm-hmm. and she just gets to be a little girl and do cool things. Um, so that one's really, really lovely. It feels exactly like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Just the main protagonist is like a little girl. But that one is so, 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 so fun. Um, another one where I just want to reread. Also, speaking of rereading, great books. Howl's Moving Castle. Everyone, the movie is great. Do not sleep on the book by Diana Wynne Jones. Uh-huh. It's amazing. <clears throat> it's okay. so good. But I love it. It's yeah. so, 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 so good. I need to check on that. So I think. My middle, she loved, she loves all of those things. So I'm, mm-hmm. I need to check with her to see if she's read that one, um, because she she'll do a reread mm-hmm. of like a comfort reread. Winnie the Pooh actually Aww. is Winnie the Pooh and um, Paddington are her two like That's comfort cute. rereads, rereads, rereads. So um, yeah, but I think that also is mm-hmm. like I think that also is one of her go-to rereads because I feel Mm -hmm. like I feel like she's kind of told me the same thing like the movie like great it's great great but really the book is so much better yeah it's so yeah Diana Wynne Jones just had such a creative brain the things she came up with I'm just like oh wow like I like the movie a lot that's kind of a comfort watch for me I Mm -hmm. think it's really lovely speaking of Christian Bale um that's a really good Good, good one. But pretty much book. all Studio Ghibli stuff. Well, yeah, not all, but a lot. A, a lot, lot of them are, are pretty. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily watch Princess Mononoke to chill, but nah. a lot of them I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But if you can tell, I think this is the time of year where I maybe do more reflecting on the past or things mm-hmm. that I have mm-hmm. appreciated and loved. And so I think this is the time of year where I reread things or I think about stuff that I have loved or I've also just been re-watching a lot of movies that I loved when I was younger and not necessarily fantasy stuff though I did re-watch 
um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy not that long ago. But um, one movie that I was just like, I haven't seen this in ages. I want to see if it holds up. I wonder if it's going to be really bad. I watched The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, I it's thought really, it was really, good. fun even yeah. now. Okay. Um, but that one's superb. I can't remember it being too problematic. I mean, I yeah. think it's probably has the right. amount of stuff in it you would expect yeah. from something coming from the 90s. Right. Um, also started rewatching Legally Blonde last night. <sighs> what an impeccable film. Oh, man. Again, Perhaps some things about it have aged mm-hmm. not super well, but the core message of the film is just so good and so fun. And I love how every – it's like – it's one of those stories where it starts out where it's like, oh, no, two fems can't be friends. They have to hate one another. And then by the end, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Legally Blonde by now, okay, guys, I'm spoiling it for you. <laughs> and by the end, they're friends. Right. Where, like, it completely flips – that stereotype on its head and where all of the powerful women within this film are femmes like they're Mm -hmm. very feminine they're they're very um into getting their nails done having beautiful hair having beautiful outfits and it just really celebrates femininity in a way where like making like you can be feminine and have a like wonderful cool career you can be feminine and like really smart you can have like the Uh big blowout and also be just like completely killing it at harvard yeah so i I love that it's just like you can care about multiple things you can care about multiple things did you know that (laughs) i did i think women can only like one thing and that's lipstick (laughs) maybe casseroles um but it's just so yeah i i love it's such a good movie i love all of the the revenge plots throughout Uh um luke wilson is my favorite of the wilsons So he's a good Wilson. Always seeing it and the, seeing him in this film is is fun, but I oh love God, it. That reminds me, of the Family Stone. <gasps> the Family Stone. That is such a comfort watch for me. Oh, I love that one. I love that movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, but the next one on my list is Ever After. It's when I'm watching <gasps> ooh, next. Ooh, very good. Very. I very love good. that one too. Yep. It's just like you want to be. You kind of want to be like, really? We picked Drew Barrymore to do that you mm-hmm. know to be like the like cinderella in england or whatever mm-hmm. and the, or france i guess is supposed to be it's technically yeah france yeah and uh but i was like yep mm-hmm. everything about this works yeah. for me yeah she just she nailed it like yeah. she was perfect for that role yep, yep. i think about it. it all the time i want that outfit i want her outfit yeah. to the ball so bad everything the, the makeup the, butterfly the wings, wings the everything so good. Oh, I love it. Love, Maybe love, this love will it. be something I accomplish in my 50th year is being <laughs> able to recreate that outfit for something, anything. I don't know. <laughs> I I just want it. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else? Anything else? Did you have other um, yeah, other watches or? Things? I think that's that pretty much covers it. Um, I also have like a question on here. Are there any ultra comforting snacks? I have Ooh. been craving a cinnamon roll, something fierce today, and I think mm. after this podcast on my lunch break, I might go walk and get myself a cinnamon roll. Oh, boy. You know who has really good cinnamon rolls? Hmm. Are we supposed to say, are we supposed to promote any local businesses? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But um, I really like Great Harvest cinnamon Ooh, roll. I was going to go to the cellar door. I haven't been to Great oh, Harvest. Oh, I haven't been there either. 
maybe we should walk over together and get that. I mean, that's my plan. We could each get (laughs) one and then split it in half and decide which one we like better. Ooh. Okay. Anyways, um, onward with the podcast. (laughs) So... I love those. I love all of those things that you talk about comforting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. this is definitely, you know, in Judaism, like September, October is the new year, mm-hmm. you know, and it is typically the time where you do a ton of self-reflection. Yeah. You, you practice atonement for anything that you've done. And, and, you know, and then we're going into this like hibernation season. Yeah. So, and for some people... It feels really good. It feels like a good time to reflect and then wind down and then kind of go into yourself for a period of time and then come back out. And for some people, this is not a super great time because hello, seasonal affect disorder. So just as I just wanted to throw out there in case you didn't know and you were a listener, we also have sad lamps here at the library. So if this is a good season and it's contemplative, but also makes you sad because of the light and yep. you know the lack of light um you should uh check out those sad lamps from us because they're check yeah. outable for an amount of time yep. and um they really do work they really help people kind of keep up their um serotonin and during mm-hmm. this time of yep. year so highly recommend gonna wrap up but i feel like i've already talked about my wrap up yeah my wrap up was that i'm turning 50 yeah (laughs) like if we're what are we focusing on i'm just kind of focusing on that right now yeah so um i'm taking two weeks off congratulations thank you this is probably the longest vacation not quite no Mm, yeah maybe maybe the longest vacation seven years ago today Mm -hmm. i was on my way to italy oh and i took a 10-day, 11-day vacation then. And in 2018, I took about two weeks and I Mm -hmm. went to Ireland. I can only go to places that start with I, apparently. (laughs) Um, And so those were long. But this one, I don't have any trip planned, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. I really thought I was going to. Mm -hmm. I really was like, I'm going somewhere. I'm turning 50. I'm going a place. And I might still do that at some point this year, but I, I'm staycationing. Yeah. And I'm actually, I am taking a little trip out of my house to somewhere else mm-hmm. to be by myself for a week of that vacation. Amazing. I know. That pretty, was a great idea. Pretty happy about it. Yeah. I love everyone in my house and I don't want to see them <laughs> for at least. <laughs> Five days minimum. And I love them so hard. Like I just do. And I have to be alone for a little while. <laughs> it's really true. Yeah. That's, that's so funny. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on. I'm, I'm put, so I have to put together like my, you know, my bug out bag of like, uh-huh. what am I taking with me? Candles, tarot cards, books. I don't know what else I'm taking with me. Comforter, comfy clothes. Mm-hmm. I don't. Who knows what else? Shoes so I can take walks because it's supposed to be really nice mm-hmm. next week. So I can go out and crunch some leaves. But um, that's what I'm doing. Maybe my bike. Yeah. You know, so I can go go on some bike rides or whatever. Sounds great. Sounds great. Just reconnect. Cool. Reconnect with moi. That sounds excellent. That is a perfect 50th birthday present. It really is. I'm 
pretty stoked about it. Good. <laughs> I, great segue, I am pretty stoked about <laughs> Disney Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> I don't, I saw your note on this and I don't even know what you're talking about. Because So, please so it's a video game okay. and it, it's very much, it's like, a video game along the lines of like Harvest Moon or Animal Crossing, specifically New Horizons. It's got mm. some Stardew Valley vibes in there. Okay. But pretty much you are just a character living in a little village occupied by Disney characters. And you can just be <laughs> running around and then one minute you are clearing magical creepy thorns in order to help the Disney characters remember things. And the next you're making pizza with Remy. From Ratatouille. It's great. Aww. It's so fun. You ever, you ever, have you ever been fishing with Goofy? Because I have. <laughs> it is a fun time. It's just oh. so silly. And it's funny because I'm not super even into Disney films. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're part of my childhood, obviously. I think they're part yeah. of pretty much everyone's childhood yeah. regardless Those of age. Those are comfort watches usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not, like I'm not a Disney person necessarily. I won't mm-hmm. like... I don't rewatch them all the time or whatever. Those for me are just like movies that I loved when I was little. But there's something about running around gardening with like Mickey Mouse across the way that just <laughs> it just hits me right it's in the feels. It's doing it for you. Um, but yeah, I'm just a a sucker. I am obsessively playing it every single day. I I specifically had to leave my Switch at home today because I was like, no, over your lunch break. <laughs> Read, read a book, uh-huh. read a book. Okay, um, I but, see those. I mean, you know, they're really there's there's some addiction yeah. for people really there. So, what is the one? I mean, you, and you might know this one. Mm-hmm. My kids played a game that had all Disney characters in it. Like Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. That was it. it. Also makes me think of Kingdom Hearts, which okay. I also loved <laughs> okay i could not remember the name of that but yes they they played that a lot yeah. for a while yeah and i wonder i wonder if they're into this one i don't know this seems i think i don't i maybe i'm just doing self-preservation but i just don't ever pick anything up like that mm-hmm. because i i think i am like already lose a lot of time to social media mm-hmm. or what have you so i'm like I don't know if I need to yeah, open that door for myself. <laughs> I guess oh. I just have ADHD. So for me, I'm like, well, this is my new personality, everyone. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is my personality. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then I will be something else yeah. in a while. But I've been really enjoying that recently. It's super cozy, super fun. Um, and also just the past few days specifically, I have been obsessively listening to Kate Bush. Yeah. Specifically, I will just like listen to Cloud Boston mm. on repeat, which is just She's incredible. an exquisite time. <laughs> she is incredible. She's incredible. Well, I wanted to throw out one more thing before mm-hmm. we wrap, um, which is that you know, we are, Booktoberfest is wrapping. We yep. had a fabulous time. If you came to anything, um, well, a couple things. If you have any comfort watches or listens or whatever. Oh, music. I didn't even talk about that. We'll have to come to it another time. Yeah. But George Winston, uh, Vince Guaraldi, the whole Peanuts mm-hmm. one, Cast Your Fate to the Wind is the first song. 
I listen to that. That's my comfort listen mm. over and over again, that whole album. Um, anyways, back <laughs> to what I was saying. Whoosh. Uh, we're wrapping up Booktoberfest. It's been incredible. We've had like such a great time with everybody. All of the events have been so well attended and everybody seemed to have such a great time and we're super excited to do it next year. Yep. So um, the prom is tomorrow. You Hopefully you went because the, you yeah. will be listening to this <laughs> after the fact. But what I wanted to tell people was um, we last night was Sarah Paretsky mm-hmm. and she was incredible and gave just an electrifying talk about books and the power of words mm-hmm. and stories and librarians and libraries and authors. And so um, we had the great good fortune to remember to record it. Mm-hmm. So we will have that. Um, if you're listening to this and you haven't run across that, you know, go look for it. It'll be on our YouTube page. Mm-hmm. I'll link it in the show notes. Oh, yeah. I think that people, that's really smart show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I've had coffee today. Um, but I think people will really like that. So if you ended up having to miss that, um, mm-hmm. that we, I love that little piece. It sort of like encapsulates why we do Booktoberfest mm-hmm. because, you know, we really believe in the power of books and story to bring people together in community. So, um, you know, look for that in our show notes mm-hmm. and please watch it because I think you'll be glad you did. Yeah. That's all we have. Ready to go out and crunch some leaves and get some cinnamon rolls? Yeah. Sounds great. All right. Happy reading. Happy reading. That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. And please rate or comment. You'll help others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Kinn and Adam Lopez. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Joel Bonner, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.